bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits but a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the Common Council president and the Common Council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Uh, we'll be going live in about four minutes with 620 WTMJ. want to show you, uh, talking text line, 414-699 said, uh, when the original medical examiner disappears and resigns, that should tell you that there were high-profile individuals involved in this common sense should come into play. Who was the mayor when this happened? Also, watch this. Also, we don't really know, but those are things and questions that should have been answered. Who was all there? A 414-687 said Joel had been in that horror chamber of a house several times, and he was comfortable with those demons. That doesn't mean, listen, you can be comfortable with anything you want. You can do all the wrong things you want. You can do all the cocaine you want. You can do all the drugs. You can have all the parties. It doesn't mean you should die. I mean, we should at least be fair about that. It doesn't mean, no matter how bad you were doing, let the system decide whether or not you should die. Let the jury of your peers decide that. Martin said, DK, when a police murder created homicide, they're supposed to get drug tested, plus uh, Chisholm been taking payments to do. Okay, stop. All right. So here's, here, here's the deal. Here's, here's the deal. He wasn't on duty, so it wasn't under the color of law, so they couldn't drug test him. Had he been on duty and something like that happened, then they would drug test him. So, so stop mixing in the fact that he was a police officer. He was off duty. He was in his private home, and he was not on duty. He didn't place himself on duty. A supervisor didn't place him on duty. Okay? So the rules are he has the same rights as every private citizen out there. CR Notes said... We all been set up and let down from start to finish. 
they let us down. I only I only challenge you to tell us they who, so we know who you're talking about. No justice, no peace. They don't give a blank about us. That's from Ronnie R. And Angela said, do you know if the city officials have prepared for protests tonight? I don't know, but that's what I keep hearing, that there may be protests tonight. And so there's going to have to be some very, uh, let's just say, proactive monitoring of Facebook and Twitter and all those things. And Wayne said, Dr. Ken, what good are body cameras or video evidence if it's not displayed in full for the jurors to see? Well, again, because if it's prejudicial or if it gives a, a upper hand to one side, they're going to strike it. And nobody sees it. I wasn't there. I didn't make the decision. So I really can't, you know, pontificate about it or talk about it or anything of that nature. So just just to let you know. Hey, just want to remind you that Hilltopper football is coming up tonight, so make sure you hang around in, at uh, 6.30. We'll have that. Game starts at 7, so make sure you check that out. But, yeah, I'm, I'm body camera and video evidence of when they first got there. Um, I don't know why the judge did it. The judge felt that it was prejudicial. The judge felt that it was overly prejudicial and that they didn't want to show it. So, whether I agree or not, doesn't really matter. When we come back, simulcast with 620 WTMJ. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Indeed was not guilty. They said they were deadlocked. Then they came back, and this was unusual. I covered courts for a long time in my previous role on TV. To come back and say you're deadlocked, and the judge sends you back and says, now you got to go. you got to go figure this out. you got to work some more. And then to come back less than an hour later and to say, all right, we got it figured out. That is extraordinary. doesn't happen that often. Michael Mattioli was on trial accused of reckless homicide and the death of Joel Acevedo. So the prosecutors here clearly hedged their bets. They knew they had a problem. Because they went in and they said, we want to charge him with first-degree reckless homicide, but we're also going to give you an option in case you don't think that it's all that. You can come back with a lesser charge of second degree, knowing that they maybe had a problem. That's the only time prosecutors do this. And then jurors came back and they said, you know what? We don't want any of that. He's definitely not guilty at all. Dr. Ken Harris, 1017 The Truth, is with me in the studio as we simulcast for this next half hour. Dr. Ken, thanks for hanging out. And thanks for hanging out with 1017 The Truth. We're live. I love it. And I think it's going to be a great thing because we've only done this maybe once or twice for elections, but never for something as polarizing as this. And in prime time, 5 o'clock. That's right. Okay, and, so and your reaction. we've been talking about doing this, and now and we are here. Unfortunately... Under these What's your reaction? You and I actually talked about this at about 2 o'clock this yeah, afternoon about yeah. this case. What's your reaction now that we've seen this unfold the past couple of hours? Well, I have to I have to brag a little bit because I did say it would either be deadlocked or not guilty. And I think um, 100% of the people I told gave me the look like you are completely and totally out of your mind. But if you saw how the prosecutor did this case, I've only seen one other case where an attorney was that poor. And that was when um, Chief Jones was sued by the 17 lieutenants. 
and the city attorney did one of the poorest jobs of defending a chief that clearly had statutory power to do exactly everything he did and still lost the case. And so this prosecutor, but something I've been stressing to people all along, the issue in Milwaukee is the prosecution. The DA's office needs to be cleaned out and put in a new DA and new. Unfortunately, I know several of them new prosecutors because they did a very, very they, they, they did a disservice to justice today. You know what they did? First off, their presentation was so short. Garbage. It was very technical. Yes. It was very tactical. Yes. No witness <laughs> testimony None. that painted Joel Acevedo as a guy who didn't deserve to die. None right. of that. They didn't call any of those people to the right. stand. It was like they rushed through it. Like they couldn't get through presenting their case fast, fast enough. enough. Right. So I looked at the facts of the case, and we talked about, a lot about this the past couple of years, and I thought it was going to be a guilty verdict until I, I saw the case unfold right. and how they were presenting it. And John Chisholm doesn't have to try every case. Correct. No DA does try every case. Correct. But a case of this nature, he seemed uninvolved. He wasn't right. in the courtroom. Right. He definitely didn't try the case. And he picked probably the worst person in the entire office to do it. Do you think that was a reflection of what sort of case this was? Was this a reflection of how his office felt about the case? I mean, this was a terrible presentation. I think that it's a reflection of your leadership. They mishandled this case from the very beginning. They mishandled the witnesses. They mishandled the jury. They mishandled their presentation. And they got exactly what they deserved. Unfortunately, the Acevedo family now has to suffer um, insult on top of injury. So this is the other thing that stunned me. Man, I covered a lot of trials. That was my beat for many years. Mm -hmm. And when a jury comes back and they say they're deadlocked, the judge will always say, go back, do your work, you know, work on it. You can work it out. They came back in less than an hour and said, all right, we figured it out now. I've never seen that happen. Ever. Right, ever. Usually they go back and it's hours. It's all right, start over. Let's hash through it. Let's find out where we're at. I'm trying to wrap my head around, so there clearly must have been only a couple people. They said deadlocked, but a couple of people were holding out. If it was 50-50, they wouldn't have flipped six people in the jury room. No way. It would have taken a week or two to flip six people. I mean, this is, have you ever seen anything like this where they say, we are deadlocked? Like, they called for the judge saying, we cannot reach a decision. And then he ordered them back, and I I think it was 50 minutes. Yeah. I I, I can't wrap my head around that. I remember seeing on... um, TMJ4, that at 325, they posted that they were deadlocked. So it takes about 10, 15 minutes. You've got to write the story, put it in. So I said, hey, I see they're deadlocked. And your producer says, oh, they got a verdict. I went, what? (laughs) I know. What do you mean they have a verdict? I'm shocked that there were no police officers supporting him. There was no one from the union supporting him. Even though he was off duty, usually the union can figure out a way to say, well, did did you tell him you're a police officer? Yeah, okay, you were on duty. We can cover you. They didn't do that. Nobody, no person, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, male, female, nobody that was a sworn law enforcement officer said, hey, I got your back. Ghosted him. So there, there seems to have been, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but there seems to have been something in the background that causes no one to speak up on your behalf or against you. The district attorney kind of hangs around for a minute, quits and then ghost. 
like gone. Like I've never seen that before. So to me, it felt like under pressure, this was a case that John Chisholm decided he had to try, right? had to bring to court, right. but did not want to. Right. He reluctantly drug his feet, protested, took it to court. And I think the way the case was presented, you saw that. There was no passion, no emotion. And, and I, I've never seen anything quite like this, where most people thought he was guilty and most people knew the bare facts of the case. And then the way he presented the case... I mean, and then when the former mm-hmm. medical examiner testified on behalf of Acevedo and basically destroyed the woman who's the current medical examiner who didn't even do the autopsy herself, right. boy, that's when it just seemed like, yeah, this is not going to end well. Now, if you know, I've known Jeffrey Jensen for about 20 years. Um, he is straight up, straight arrow, doesn't care what political side you are, whether you're police not police, citizen, he's going to say what the medical results say. He's not a hired gun not like a we see in some gun. cases. Now, I will tell my trick, right, of how I chose it. When I heard Jeffrey Jensen testified for the defense, he's good enough. And you think I prosecutors knew that? Once, once, once they couldn't call Brian Peterson, right, and they had to call the woman who had secondhand knowledge of the autopsy but didn't do it herself, and then they saw Jeffrey Jensen, respected internationally, yes, was going to testify for the defense. Uh oh. I think the question is, why didn't the prosecutor pay Jeff Jensen to come back and testify for them? Well, because maybe. they saw his preliminary report. That's right. Because everybody has to get it. And they saw that the information was overwhelming. Yeah, because they knew. Yeah. So then it gets back to it's like they reluctantly tried the case. <laughs> yeah. We're I mean, gonna, I mean, if you're going to yeah. try it that way, then why try it? Because that way you can stand up in the community. So when you run for reelection, which personally I'm not voting for him, he's going to run for reelection and say, "Hey, this is why I prosecuted these cases to the best of my ability." But it wasn't me. I tried. Yeah. My, my office. Yep. My office did it. Yep. But you're right. That's a very interesting point. But he didn't do it. He but do but it. he can say, hey, I did my part. I mean, I, I put my guys on it. It's like a good politician would. But I wasn't in there. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break here. When we, take it, when we come back, I want to I ask you the police perspective on this. You alluded to this. And as a former decorated member of the Milwaukee Police Department, I want to dive into the police perspective when one of your own is accused of doing something really terrible, mm-hmm. goes to trial. Like you said, he had no support. I want to dive into how police officers are likely feeling today. And then we're also going to discuss uh, pre-existing conditions and what this says about if you have a medical issue and how you die. We'll continue to discuss the Michael Mattioli verdict. I'm John Merck here with Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to WTMJ and 1017 The Truth. And if you can hit us on the talk and text line, 855-616-1620 or 833-212-1017. That's really good. You even know our number. Yes, I do. Every Sunday night from 7 to 9. Excellent. Dr. Ken Harris, John Mercure. We're right back after the break. You can- More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. and WTMJ talking about the verdict in the Michael Mattioli case. If you're just joining us, the jury has acquitted Michael Mattioli of all charges. So he is a free man. 
All right, Dr. Ken, this is all about police officers. There were police officers at the party where Acevedo died. There were no police officers in court. Police culture came into play in this trial. Oh, yeah. Give us some police perspective when something like this happens. There was definitely bad behavior, whether he was acquitted or not. I mean, he admitted mm-hmm. that he was on top of the guy choking him and that there was a fight that broke out. Talk about right. the police perspective when the men and women in uniform are now been dealing with this for three years. This case has kind of been hanging over the department. I think one of the things we have to remember is that it occurred off duty. There was nothing that had to do with the color of law. So there's not really this this overarching shadow over the police department. So what you do on your own, that's on you. Um, if you're on duty, don't mess up our reputation. If you're off duty and you mess up our reputation, we have nothing to do with you. Because it's amplified when one does wrong, everybody. The fact that they kept calling him ex-police officer, ex-police officer. Well, that had nothing to do with him killing this guy. But when I say it on 101.7 The Truth, oh, you're being, you know, you're, you were a former cop, so you're just protecting. I'm not protecting anybody. I've testified against cops. They went to prison. So what, what happens is police officers see this as, and, and I, no, let, let me rephrase that. I see it if I were a sworn police officer and an ex-police officer. I see it as a, as a betrayal of the badge. We're talking about someone that on and off duty, personal and private life, your job is to remain above the line. That means you were sworn to uphold the Constitution of the state, the U.S. Constitution, all those things, and you failed. So whatever becomes of you, that's on you. One of the things that bothered me was that this is this clearly became an issue about pre-existing conditions and drug right. use, and that's all valid. That all got introduced. But basically, it came out looking like if you have a pre-existing condition— that can be introduced, and if you die because you have a pre-existing condition, then bad on you. This guy, Acevedo, would not have died at that house, regardless of his pre-existing condition, mm-hmm. if Mattioli wasn't on top of him. So the two kind of go hand in hand. Yes, he did have pre-existing conditions, according to the testimony, but he would not have died there if Mattioli was not on top of him. Mattioli admitted he sat on top of him. Mattioli admitted he put right, his hands on right. his neck. But we have to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt that his death would not have occurred. And we can't prove that it would have occurred. Therefore, one cancel the other. So in court, if you can't prove it, it didn't happen. It's like in law enforcement. If 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 you didn't write it down in your memo book, it never happened. If it's not in the report, it never happened. So un- unfortunately, the law works in that same way. And if it's a tie... The defendant wins because you need to be convicted unanimously Correct. by a jury of your peers. Correct. So if it's a tie, and it kind of was a tie, um, it's not proven beyond reasonable doubt, and you're going to be acquitted. And that's what happened here. Now, there is civil court. I'm sure there's going to be a civil trial. It's already been and, filed. Yep. And it's going to be filed. And so, but again, don't get your hopes up. And the huge thing that plays here is pre-existing conditions. That's yep. one of the things they tried with George Floyd. But one of the things people were smart enough to recognize is that that's great if I'm just laying on the ground by myself of my own volition and I die. Exactly. But when you put your foot on my neck and speed it up, that's called homicide. That's the same with the Mattioli thing, isn't but for it? for some reason, somebody didn't think that. And so the other flip side to that, that is why everyone needs to sign up and when you get called to jury duty, Answer 
the summons, go and serve your time because you can't complain there's no representation when you yourself don't show up. Be part of the process. Absolutely. And that's how you're going to change it. You can only change it from the inside. Dr. Ken Harris, 101.7 The Truth. Uh, This has been great. I appreciate your perspective. Absolutely. Thank Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for being on 101.7 The Truth. I love it. It's uh, nice to be with you when it's not election night. Yeah. Let's do this more often. Absolutely. Uh, Check out Dr. Ken Harris. He's a good follow on Twitter, too. So uh, check him out wherever you follow your social media. Dr. Ken, have a good weekend. Thank you much. You too. It is 526 at WTMJ. Coming up before we get to 6 o'clock, we're going to actually walk through this case with sound. You're going to hear audio from Dr. Ken, from Tori Lowe, from the courtroom. We're going to take you step-by-step through how we got where we are right now. Brian Nisnansky joins us with your weather. We'll do that right after the news as well here at the bottom of the hour. First, the WTMJ Annex Wealth Management Market Update. Stocks rally today to cap another winning week. The S&P 500 up big, 68 points. That's a point and a half. The Dow was up 391 points. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. It's kind of fun hanging out with John and hearing different perspectives on something. Every Everybody's pretty clearly wondering what the heck happened to the prosecution and what happened to um, prosecuting and convicting Michael Mattioli. That's just... One of those things that will, for the rest of my life, forever boggle my mind. I, I just, I just don't see it. And so when I when I try to report it, I try to I try to look at it from the middle, try to use experience and looking at those things that when you initially show up at a scene of a crime, what what can happen, what can, yeah. It's sad. It's sad. Al said on the talk and text line, the laws and lessons of life, a pipe will eventually burst from pressure. I get it. Now I'm going to caution because I'm starting to hear and see chatter. I'm going to caution that we try to restrain from outward emotional bursts and not not protest. If you want to protest, I get it. But let's not riot and tear stuff up and do things of that nature. Let's do it in a peaceful manner. Let's do it in a respectful manner. In, in, in respect for the memory of Joel Acevedo. 
because we remember those times when it actually was one of us, somebody that looked like us. And there may be technicalities as to why they found him not guilty. And part of the issue was that he was not acting under the color of law, like I said before. So there are some things that did not come into play. So saying that he was a police officer is of no relevance to the matter. He was not on duty. He was not acting under the color of law. That means that while he was acting, the city was not employing him during that time. He was, he was not on his duty hours. He wasn't on overtime. He wasn't getting paid by the city of Milwaukee to perform law enforcement deals. So removing that part, and I, and I hope the media removes the ex-police officer piece because that applies when the police showed up. Did the police give him any deference? Did the police show him any bias towards him, things like that. But I haven't seen it because they ghosted him. Like, yeah. Anyway, let me hit the talking text line, and then we've got Kiana hanging on. Uh, 414-699 said, let's not give up. White privilege can be dismantled. Uh, we have to go harder. The laws and lessons of – no, hang on. That, that was out. Uh, lastly – um, let me go. I always get a jury summons, but I never get picked. I, but I keep responding every time I'm summoned. Do that. Do that. And keep doing it and keep responding and keep going to court because those things matter. Lastly, we had a family reunion at a park. There was a shooting. Someone was shot. They actually interviewed every single adult at the reunion. It should have been done at that party. It is what it is now. I think they did. We don't know. We, we can't make assumptions about what was and wasn't done. All that's part and parcel of the trial. It'll, it'll be, it'll be um, in the court transcript once it's available. So let's, let's not like mitigate it based on information we don't have. I'm fairly sure everybody was interviewed. I think what happened is people left and you couldn't find them and nobody would say who they were. Now that part quite possibly could have happened. 414852 said, okay, Dr. Ken, they harvested his heart and recipient uh, lives on. So what does that say about the state of um, Joel's heart condition? You're, you're missing the point. I don't think his heart condition was the issue with his um, preexisting conditions. And number one, number two, there's so much stuff that goes into that that's medical that I can't really um, touch. So let's move on. Kiana, you're on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. How are you? I'm okay. But before you move on, I just wanted to say, I understand you think that it's solely the prosecution and their team um, that not just drop the ball on this case, but just do a his job at their job, period. I just wanted to say, I don't think that the police department fully left him alone or like none of that because of the investigation. Now, if they, if, if the prosecution just decided not to use certain evidence, fine. But the fact that the only two people to testify were the two that was also holding him, it's a lot to be said about that. 
it's a lot to be said about um, a, a lot of the things that happened in this case, and the police were involved. Where are the videos? I'm pretty sure that his neighbors had cameras. I'm pretty sure that he has cameras. We haven't seen any of those things. None of those stuff is being mentioned. The fact that he was even able to resign instead of being fired. I mean, it's a lot. Well, of you can't make somebody get fired. The well, well, one, you can't make somebody get no, fired if they if they. But I'm pretty sure they. But I'm pretty sure the police department saw the unredacted. No, no, no. Uh, what, what, what I'm saying is that there's a process you have to go through when you have to fire somebody. That's a that's a time consuming process. In that instance, I understand. You can I understand you can that, quit. But they, did, they didn't. They could have took that process, and but he didn't. He didn't have to be awarded his benefits. His like as if he retired. I don't know what he did. I'd have to, I have to go back and check because I don't. I don't know if he was even on the job long enough. That's what I heard that he still gets his partial benefits or something. Well, everybody and gets that. that. It doesn't. True, it doesn't matter. Wrong. Okay, well, it's it's not wrong because he did his time and then he committed a crime. You don't wipe out your entire life because you commit a crime. Like everything you earned up to that, you don't like automatically lose it. I mean, it I sounds mean, you good because if you were if you were a, a dirty cop, how come you can't? If you if you are the type of person that has been doing cocaine on your off time. And there's no telling how you got this cocaine. There's no telling who you've done it with. It's it's just like if you find so, out that so, somebody in the, prose- the prosecutor office did uh-huh. some sneaky stuff, you go uh-huh. back and visit all of their cases, and you go through their whole jacket. I don't even remember hearing anything about any complaints that he's maybe even had while he was a police officer. We don't know this man's record as being a police officer. Well, then why don't somebody make an open records request and get it? That should have been done during the trial by it who come up. it's not admissible it's not admissible only the instances of what's happening there now had he been found guilty all of his prior bad acts could have been brought in we don't even know the true relationship between him and the victim because just because he says he didn't know him i don't even think there was an investigation done to see if there he was. was lying about that there was there was you're, you're not going to get. You you're not going to. It's illegal to take his blood to test him for drugs, but they could have gotten a no. warrant to do so. Sure, sure, they could have. And they did not. Who didn't? Why wouldn't you want to know if he lied about doing cocaine that night? Who didn't get the warrant? The police didn't get the warrant. We have to go in and see. I don't know. And if then the, the prosecutor on, didn't get the warrant. I don't know if the Milwaukee Police Department did it. I don't I don't know who investigated that. I don't know if the county investigated it or the state CIB. I have no idea who let, let me, who let was me supposed to initially investigate. The initial the investigation is okay. just that. The initial investigation, they come in, they get called there, the guy's dying, they try to save him, they call a supervisor, they call the bureau once they find a police officer involved. I don't know what they did after that. They may have called somebody and said, Hey, this is one of ours, so we're not taking it. There's a death involved. They may have had Wauwatosa or Glendale or anybody come in and do that investigation from an outside agency. I'm I'm assuming that happened, but I don't know whether or not that happened. I, I'm assuming that happened, too, because that's supposed to be protocol. Correct. You're not supposed there to is. be able to investigate your fellow officers. Correct. Am I not correct in that? Correct. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that, that happened. Doesn't mean that, you, that doesn't mean your, your camaraderie doesn't 
reach outside of your agency, your 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 the, the department you work okay, in. Okay, now you're coming up All with stuff around. and you're making up stuff to I'm not. fit. Let me finish. I'm not. You're making up stuff to fit your narrative with things that you don't know. That might, I don't know that all like the police officers kick it together. I've literally seen it. Well, I you kick it with your friends too. Don't you kick it with your, your friends you work with? I'm not taking up for them. I'm just saying let's not add more weight to normal things that happen when there might be something else that we're missing. For instance, who who are the rest of the people that left that couldn't and, and nobody could find? Why did the DA? Exactly. Why, why did the the medical examiner ghost? I mean, quit his job and left. Gone. Nobody can find him. Anybody who could have, anybody who could have said anything other than those two people that helped him hold him down are nowhere to be found. You mean the police couldn't find anybody? Uh, Again. Including the coroner. No, they can't. No, they can't. A a county employee. Let me ask you a question. If you want to disappear and not be found, can you disappear and not be found? That's a lot of people to disappear. That's not what I asked you. Can you disappear if you want to? Turn your phone off, leave um, it at home, no electronics, get in your car, get in a car, that, and be gone until you decide to be found. Yeah, Can you do that? I, That's all I'm could. saying. That's I all could. I'm saying. But but here's the thing. You know what? Um, everything in the dark is coming to the light. The, the, the only way that this, everything that happens, it's going to stay quiet as it's ever, if everybody's dead. So I guarantee you somebody somewhere knows something, and it's going to come out, and that's then you'll a, see. That's a cute saying, Kiana, but that don't always happen. It does. No, it does. Watch Eventually this. Watch this. Watch it this. might take some years, but it does. Watch this. It doesn't because Jeffrey Epstein is still dead, and all the people that were on that island with boys and girls and women and children committing um, pedophilia and rape. And child pornography ain't got names on mm-hmm. none of them. And Jeffrey Epstein you know ended why? up dead. You know why? Because they 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 tie it to the conspiracy theorists, and then nobody believes it. But you understand what I'm saying? Came out. There was there's been multiple lists and pictures. But, but wait a minute. There, but wait a minute. Literally have pictures of people. But where is it on this island? But where is it? It, That's my it, point. It, it, it circulates and then it disappears. Right. I've seen it. I've because seen people keep sweeping the internet. Henry and, yeah, right. and, and Clinton. I've yep. seen them. Clinton, Trump. And then they disappear. Um, multiple people. Yeah, and then they just disappear. Right. And nobody talks about them because right. it's the crazy people who put that out. Right. You know, this the, the, they, they tie it to the conspiracy theorists yep. and then nobody believes it. Soon as, yep. as soon as they, they attach it to that, nobody believes it. That's right. All right. That doesn't mean it doesn't come out. Um, okay. Still waiting on a lot of things from right. the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s. Well, we're, not, we're no longer waiting on the aliens. <laughs> well, that came out, too. They real. Okay. Yeah, they, they came out, too. Yeah, look how long <laughs> that took. All right. Thank you, you much, Kiana. All right. All right. Bye. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app at 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to The Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. In the Michael Mattioli trial here in Milwaukee, Michael Mattioli is found 
not guilty of first-degree reckless homicide. And then he cries like a baby. I'm just saying. And then he cries like a baby. Oh. Yes, I'm just teasing and poking. Bottom line is he's found not guilty in the chokehold death of Joel Acevedo. And, um, yeah. The jury, if, if you're just hearing, if you're just listening, if you're just tuning in, the jury in the murder trial from, from TMJ4.com, the jury in the murder trial of former Milwaukee police officer Michael Mattioli found him not guilty of homicide on Friday. That's today. The reason I have an issue with them adding former Milwaukee police officer is because people will assume that it happened on duty. And it happened off duty at his house. And it was not, he was not acting under the color of law, which means that he wasn't on duty. So therefore the city, there's no respondeat superior. There's no city that has um, uh, control of his actions or can be blamed for his actions or is responsible for his actions because he wasn't on the clock. So the civil trial with the two police officers and the and the uh, former chief of police, Alfonso Morales, that's not going to fly. I think what's happening is they may be suing because of the fact that um, the department drug their feet and withheld information and withheld body cam video and things of that nature. Mattioli faced one count of first-degree reckless homicide in the April 2020 death of Joel Acevedo. Court records show Acevedo was at a party at Mattioli's house the following morning. After an argument, Mattioli restrained Acevedo for several minutes. He was unable to breathe, according to prosecutors, and Acevedo died six days later in the hospital. The defense has argued that Acevedo's drug use, as well as a history of medical conditions like chronic asthma, led to his death. And so there was a question in the talking tax line. What was his pre-existing condition? Chronic asthma um, led to his death, not Mattioli's actions. Attorneys for Mattioli also said he was acting in self-defense after Acevedo attacked Mattioli and a friend in his home. After more than four hours of deliberation today, the jury announced they were deadlocked. Judge David Swanson read additional instructions asking them to try to continue to reach an agreement. And roughly a half hour later, they had their verdict. Following the verdict read by Judge Swanson, Mattioli's family sobbed in court, as did Mattioli. Acevedo's family was just as emotional, upset at the verdict, at the verdict they hadn't hoped for. Mattioli's family left the court without offering a statement, and on behalf of the Acevedo family, attorney B. Ivory Lamar released the following statement. And that's who you heard here on the show right after Tory Lowe today. It follows, in the wake of the not guilty verdict for Michael Mattioli, we, alongside the family of Joel Acevedo, express our sincere gratitude to the community and supporters who have been our pillar of strength throughout these three and a half years. While the verdict is disheartening, it does not diminish our determination. Instead, it reinforces our commitment to seeking justice. The fact that Mormaki police officer, I'm sorry, let me repeat that. The fact that Milwaukee Police Department's former officer, Michael Mattioli, was charged in a system where such accountability is rare, 
marks a significant step forward. Our attention now turns to the impending civil lawsuit where we contend that the admissions of an intoxicated officer, while not enough for a criminal conviction, unequivocally points to a violation of Joel's constitutional rights. Our fight goes far for, I'm sorry, our fight goes far beyond Joel. It is a quest to uphold the rights and dignity of all individuals. As we move forward, it is in Joel's spirit and memories that guide us in this continued pursuit of justice. This moment is not an end, but a compelling call to action for systemic change and accountability. We extend our gratitude to every individual who has stood with us throughout this journey. Your support and your solidarity are invaluable as we strive to transform this chapter into a catalyst for meaningful change, ensuring that Joel's legacy is one of hope, reform, and justice for all. And that's a tough one. That's a tough one. We got about a minute left. Sherman, you're on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. Yep. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. I've been, I've been hey, I better. Got a question. Yeah. This, this, this question is for you. Have you ever uh, uh, saw a police that uh, killed somebody that you thought was guilty? Yes. Um, I've seen some that have killed never... people that I thought was guilty. I've seen some that were guilty and they went to jail. Um, I've seen some that did sexual assault or stole drugs or did something untoward and they were found guilty and they were found guilty. And I thought they were guilty. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing is if someone, if, if a police uh, choked your daughter out, how would you feel? Would you constantly uh, continue to like to justify, uh, the the police actions? I'm not going to answer that question because I, I don't think it's germane to what we're arguing. Like, what do you mean? It happens. It happens in everyday life. Did I justify it? And I'm not. And I'm not. I'm not. And I'm not. And I'm. And trust me when I say this. I'm not the type of person that's going to say, "Well, a person shouldn't have got killed in that situation." But I'm saying at that at that time, uh, I think we don't hear we don't hear police, um, you know, uh, going against the other police. It's, it's always they always have an excuse. It's, it's always that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. The majority of the time. That's not true. Okay, if that's what you want to believe, okay. All right. It's a fact because the, the okay. It's a fact because if you, I'm at the end of, of my show. Thank you, Sherman. Got to roll. Yeah. Give me a call on Monday. All right. That's what I thought. I'm saying at some point, some cops are bad. They should go to jail, and the other cops should scream at the top of their lungs. They're guilty. They should go to jail. Is that enough? Maybe that'll carry us through the weekend. In my opinion, Michael Mattioli had some percentage of culpability in that man's death, and it should be held accountable. The jury did what they did, and we are where we are. Hilltoppers basketball coming up, 6.30 pregame and 7 o'clock football. Did I say basketball? See? That's just how discombobulated I am. I need to take the weekend off. Oh, wait a minute. I got the weekend off. Thank you, Rhea. (laughs) Appreciate it. Um, we'll have more of hanging out with 620 and talk about certain things that are going on in the community as the year and next year rolls on. God bless. Take care. Finally, I'm out of here.